Hey, all you cool double and Imperial IPAs. Welcome to Boys Up From Martin, a women in beer podcast. On today's episode, I am joined with Grace, Grace Whites of Hop Culture Magazine. Grace joins me to discuss Hop Culture's Beers Without Beards virtual festival. Um, normally this festival and slash celebration is held in person in New York, but obviously with COVID, it was moved to um, the virtual side, um, which is cool because people like me here in Kentucky and not in New York will be able to join in. So Grace discusses the festival and where the idea came from. Um, it's a really great conversation, so I think you'll really enjoy it. Hello, everybody. I am joined with Grace White from Hop Culture. Grace, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing excellent. Thanks so well, much for having me on. Well, I guess technically it's still morning for you because you're in the west on the West Coast, right? It is still morning for me, but I've been up since about six this morning, so it almost feels like the afternoon. <laughs> you're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, first of all, just introduce yourself and tell us what you do for Hop Culture. For sure. So my name is Grace Weitz. I'm the head of partnerships for Hop Culture. I'm also the uh, organizer and founder of our Women in Craft Beer Festival, Beers Without Beards. Yeah, and so that's mainly the reason that Grace is going to be on is on the podcast today to talk about the Beers Without Beards uh, Festival. So I guess you know, um, here's your chance. Tell everyone about the the festival and what it is. Yeah, and if you can say that five times fast, uh, more power to you. So it really is a tongue twister. But I've, it's I've a, already said it once and almost messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun name, uh, but it's a name that I think actually um, lends a lot of credibility to the festival, and I can definitely explain that a little bit more. But I essentially started Beers Without Beards as my graduate school thesis project. So I was getting my graduate degree in a a niche uh, a niche area called food studies at NYU, and I was working at Hop Culture at the time, and We've been going across the country and hosting these craft beer festivals in different cities and, um, you know, hadn't really had the opportunity to throw a festival that had any type of socially driven mission yet. And as a woman in the industry who kind of, uh, you know, has, has worked their way up from a multiple multitude of different positions, I saw an opportunity for us to use our expertise and our knowledge hosting events to create something that had a chance to make some real type of social impact and, and change. And so I, I approached um, our Hop Culture founder, Kenny Gould, and I said, hey, I have this idea for throwing a festival. It's focused on women and craft beer. What do you think? And he was like, uh, yeah, if you want to plan it and execute it, go for it. <laughs> uh, and so I did. And here we are three, three years later. Um, that first year, we, we hosted it in uh, New York, all around New York. We had 11 different events from workshops to panels to beer dinners, and everything culminated in uh, a large tasting festival that had 20 of the top female-led breweries in the country. Uh, had the chance to throw it again last year in New York. This year, had wonderful, wonderful plans to host it for a third time in person in New York and then bring it out to the West Coast for the first time. Uh, and COVID obviously had other plans for us. And so we knew the festival was really too important to totally just give the chop to um, for the year. And so we, we, you know, choose your buzzword, we pivoted, adapted, right. rolled with the punches and uh, created Beers Without Beers into our uh, digital festival this year. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the beer festivals that kind of have already been planned for this year or were in the planning, just kind of like you said, pivoted to the digital platform. Uh, so what kind of challenges did you have to face when uh, like pivoting from the in-person to the digital festival? Definitely. I mean, this is new territory for all of us, right? You know, as you mentioned, a lot of the other festivals out there, CBC, GABF, you know, Fresh Fest, which is an amazing um, festival promoting uh, people of color and beer, all for, for, all pivoted to a digital um, type of format. And so 
um, you know, we like to think of ourselves as, as pioneers, you know, before pop culture, um, you know, there wasn't really a magazine that was covering pop culture aspect of craft beer. Um, before we threw our first, you know, original craft beer festival, we felt that there wasn't um, a type of kind of boutique craft beer festival out there that we could could present and, and host for people. And Beers About Beers is one of the first of its kind as well. And so just continuing to be at that forefront. Um, and what's really helped us this year is that we've been able to bring in some, some really great partners that have helped us to translate this into a digital format. So we actually had the, the opportunity to partner uh, with Bumble, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. They're a social network that encourages users to make these meaningful connections through love, friendship, and they work around promoting kindness, respect, and empowerment. And empowerment is really what Beers Without Beards is all about. And so we have uh, very, very similar missions. And with their kind of expertise in the digital space, they're really are able to help us um, turn this event into a digital format. With it being digital, were you able to get um, more speakers or different guests that you normally wouldn't been able to because of scheduling or travel issues? Yeah, so I think what really helps about having a digital format is that in, instead of having it in one geographic location where you're really tied to a certain city like New York, uh, we're able to, not only from a, a speaker perspective, have people tune in from all across the country, but also just from a consumer perspective. Anyone that wants to join um, can essentially purchase a, a, a digital pass. They're, they're $5, so it's super, super cheap. Um, if you go to uh, hopculture.com backslash BWOB20, and you can join us for a full day of events on Saturday, October, October 10th. Um, and we have everything from running from 12 p.m. Eastern time all the way to around like 7 or 8 p.m. Eastern time from beer and yoga. We're doing a panel on uh, women in, in beer social media. We have a really rad speaker uh, from New Belgium. Her name is, uh, their name is Patrice. They are um, New Belgium's first diversity and inclusion specialist that's helping them create programs around diversity and inclusion. Uh, we're doing a body positivity art class in collaboration with Collective Arts and this really rad artist called Natalie Very B. Uh, we're doing a woman in beer leadership roundtable that's uh, presented by Chart Industries. So we really have some very engaging and dynamic content that people can tune into from really all across the world, which is, which is something that we didn't have the ability to do with an in-person event. So it's almost like a silver lining, if you will. Right. So like it gives me the chance to attend, I guess, in quotes. Um, exactly. Being here, being here in Louisville, Kentucky, and obviously not, um, you know, having to travel up to New York City for it. Exactly. Uh, one of the, you mentioned some of the events. I think also one of the really cool things is that I want you to talk about is you guys is, you guys are essentially shipping some beers to some of the, the people who are participating. Obviously it's limited because every state has different, um, basically yeah, different laws. laws. <laughs> yeah. So kind of talk about that. Yeah. That's also, you know, speaking of challenges, that's probably been one of the biggest challenges with throwing a digital festival is how do we get, you know, actual beer into people's hands? Cause that tasting component where we would normally have a large tasting festival where people could just join us and sample beer from breweries all across the country, uh, you know, isn't something that we're able to do this year because of COVID. And so we really wanted to figure out a way to translate that, um, to have the beer shipped right to your door. So we're actually working with, um, a distributing partner, their brewery in Virginia called Uzo Finch Beers and Blending. Um, they're making amazing, amazing beer and their head brewer, her name is Rachel Edwards. She's 25. So she's making some incredible beer at an incredibly young age. And so they actually hosted their own virtual festival in collaboration with us, um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, called FML Fest 2020. And they are able to ship to, um, eight different States across the country and DC as well. And so we're partnering with them again to, um, help ship some beer from, it's going to be 11 different breweries 
uh, that are either owned by women, um, have a women brewer on staff, or another you know strong female leadership team in the brewery. And so we're really excited that we had the opportunity to partner with them and to be able to get beer into actual people's hands. So, you know, the idea is you can, you can just drink the beer on your own if you want, or hopefully um, if you purchase a box, you get a free pass to all of the events going on on Saturday the 10th as well. And so you can just kind of tune in, you know, drink with other people. Uh, I know it's all virtual and you're doing it kind of through your computer, but um, you'll have the chance to really tune into some great content and and drink beer um, alongside that. Yeah, and like I mentioned, I'm in Kentucky, and that was one of the states that, of course, you know, you aren't shipping to. But my yeah. brother lives, my brother lives in Ohio, which is just right in Cincinnati, and Ohio is one of them. So I'm gonna have to figure out a way. Lucky yeah. him, yeah. If he can buy a box and maybe get it down to you or something yeah. like that, We're, I'm gonna work something out. I got. Yeah, I mean, you know, the shipping laws are they're kind of crazy, and it's it's different for each state, you know, which makes it a little bit harder. You basically have to apply to each state, you know, in order to to be able to ship there. And so I think that's something moving forward that we definitely want to be able to expand on in 2021. Yeah, I'll get a box. Don't worry. I'll figure something <laughs> out. <laughs> um, and then what, what, one of the cool things I was reading on the website is uh, your the artist and the design mm-hmm. behind your glass. So just talk about her and how she was chosen to design the, the official beer yeah. glass. Yeah, so Kayla Ogawa, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. She's a super, super rad artist from Hawaii. And we first learned about Kayla because in 2018, we first hosted Beers Without Beards, we actually put together a design contest. So we put out a contest through social media asking any female designer to basically draw or create what women empowerment and craft beer meant to them. And Kayla came back with this design where it was essentially all these different types of hands of all different colors, you know, blue, black, red, purple, yellow, holding different types of beer glasses, bottles, steins, uh, you know, tumblers, uh, goblets, you know, what have you. And we thought it just really eloquently captured what Beers Without Beards is all about, which is about everyone coming to the table, men, women of all different varying backgrounds, uh, to have and cultivate conversations around how we can break through stereotypes in our industry and how as women, you know, we can empower ourselves to really um, break down those barriers so more women can feel comfortable drinking about craft beer and learning about craft beer and, and working in the industry and so. Kayla really captured that so, so eloquently. And so we actually put that design on the back of a t-shirt and sold it for the first year of Beers Without Beards. And going into this year, um, we wanted to kind of redesign the whole logo and the whole brand. And so she was our first call because we, we knew, we thought about her immediately and we knew that she was putting together some really great type of, of art. And so she designed um, all of our, our assets, our posters. Uh, there's a cool glass that we put together with her that's on the site. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit more about Kayla. And we, we've written about her on the, on the, in the magazine, too. So if you're looking to learn more, you can definitely go into hotculture.com and learn more about her. Yeah, all the posters and even the glassware is super dope. The artwork's amazing. Um, so she's super killer. Uh, why, you know, kind of transitioning away from, I guess not away from the festival, but to a different perspective, why do you think it is important to have a brewery like this, or a festival like this with, like you said, either the females head brewer, um, there is a female brewer, or there's a very prominent female role in this brewery. I mean, obviously, this is a women in beer podcast. I only have women on here because <laughs> men get enough time to talk. Let, let's sure, let sure. some of the women talk in the craft industry. So what do you think is so important about this festival? Yeah, definitely. So I could kind of uh, counter that question by um, asking you to kind of go through a little little thought experiment with okay. me, if you will. Um, definitely. And this is kind of one of the, almost the genesis for Beers Without Beards is really, I was drinking a few beers with some of my friends that were in my graduate school program, and we started having this conversation, and this kind of came out of it. So basically, if you, you don't have to close your eyes, but out there, if you want to, you can. If you think about the last beer that you drank, you know, maybe it was a 
an IPA, you know, what did that taste like? You know, you taste notes of citrus, grapefruit, you know, maybe a little bit of pine, um, or maybe you had, you know, a, a really great stout. You know, what did that smell like? What were the aromas? Maybe you get aromas of, of chocolate, coffee beans. Now, picture the person that you think brewed that beer. What do they look like to you? You know, are they big, tall, short, small, blonde hair, blue eyed? And nine times out of 10, when I would do this experiment with people, Mm -hmm. people would picture or have in their minds this image of like a a big burly man wearing a button down flannel shirt with some type of facial hair, like a straggly beard or mustache or the full kit or whatnot. Uh, And that's the exact stereotype that we're, we're trying to break with Beards Without Beards, or at least break down those barriers to it. And so at the time when we first hosted the festival, um, there was only one other event that I knew of um, on quite a larger scale that was uh, supporting or was a festival around women in craft beer, and that was Femme Ale down in South Florida. Um, since then, there have definitely been more that have popped up, which is amazing to see. There's Dames of Dregs in Atlanta. Um, there's Beard of Femme, which is the Pink Boots Society Festival in North Carolina. Uh, and so there's definitely been more kind of conversations and events started um, around women in craft beer. But, um, you know, Beers About Beers was the first to really put together a whole week of events that, um, you know, had programming outside just the festival format that uh, created communities for, for women and men to come to the table um, and have these important conversations. And so that's really the goal with Beers Without Beards and why we started it. Um, and, you know, eventually, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is that we won't need to have Beers Without Beards, you know, really that the industry will just be, you know, there will be enough women uh, working and drinking and craft beer that beers without beers wouldn't even, you know, make sense. And a lot right. of times I hear from brewers that, you know, uh, why do we always have to qualify them as female brewers? You know, I'm, I'm just a brewer, you know, I'm just, I'm just like every, we don't call male brewers, male brewers, you know, they're just a brewer. Right. So eventually the goal is to not even have to have that qualifier. At all. No, I love that so much. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to do through this podcast is just to highlight um, that there are, you know, women in this industry and that other women should join. Like, you shouldn't be intimidated to join in an industry that is predominantly male. You know, I originally went to school wanting to get in sports reporting and, mm. you know, that was always male dominated. And then I switched to craft beer, which <laughs> that too awesome. is male dominated. <laughs> kind of picked like one where, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately like a teacher or something where it's mostly women. So I'm always been trying to break that barrier or break that glass ceiling and just promote yeah. pretty badass women that work in each of these industries. So um, when I saw, I follow hop culture on social media. And so when I saw you guys started promoting it this year, I was, I knew I needed to have you on and talk about the festival and I knew I was going to attend. And I got a couple of friends that I think we're going to come together and do the festival, like have our own little, I guess, festival within a festival. So yeah, um, nice. I love that. We're That's super exactly stoked about we're it. To do. Yeah. And I mean, it's like podcasts like yours as well that, you know, hopefully more and more of, of those types of things are popping up and really kind of delving into these issues. Cause that's what we just, it's not, you know, it's not a, a, having a festival is amazing, but it's not just a single day that's going to really make change in our, in our communities, right? It's having the conversations constantly um, and always kind of being at the forefront of, of, of innovating uh, in that area. So, yeah. I guess one of my other questions is, so obviously, well, obviously women can go to this festival. Is it open to men as well? Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I get asked that question a lot. Um, and yeah, my response is always, this is definitely, this is for everyone. This is an inclusive festival, men, women, as I mentioned before, we want to make sure everyone's at the table because um, it wouldn't make sense just to have, you know, we want all voices there. Um, and most importantly, we want men to also recognize that, uh, hey, this beer you're drinking, uh, it was brewed by a female brewer. It was brewed from a brewery that's owned by a woman. You know, it's, it's, 
it's about recognition and about celebrating those achievements as much as it is about having all the voices at the table too. That's awesome. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not letting that on my podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can go talks on some other podcasts. Um, so just kind of before I transition to some, you know, non beers without beers without beards questions. You got it. Say it five right. times. <laughs> no, that, that is a tongue twister. It's a tongue um, twister. Yeah. So just one more time, wrap up how people can attend, where they can get more information, um, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, basically you can go to all the information that uh, important information you find is at www.hopculture backslash BWOB20. So you'll be able to find all the tickets on there if you're looking to purchase a brewery box, if you just want to attend um, some of the digital programming, if you want to get a glass that has that red design from Kalo Gawa on it, uh, it's all on that site. So www.hopculture.com backslash BWOB20. And then always, you know, follow us at hopculturemag if you're not already doing so on Instagram. So, And I should also mention the glass is, um, it's a, or what do you call this? It? A wine glass without a, it's a stemless wine glass. So style, yeah, which, yeah, it's stemless, which is yeah, exactly. a little different. You know, you're not getting your your normal like uh, the pint glass or even you know the small taster. It's a really cool glass and probably ones that you don't have in your uh, beer collection. I know I have about yeah. thirty glasses behind me. <laughs> I don't have one of those type of glasses, so I'm super excited to get it. And uh, the art on it is super dope. So, uh, and then now I, since we kind of talked about beers without beards. Uh, uh, I always ask these questions on my podcast. So if you could go on any beer vacation right now, no COVID, don't think about it, no money, where would it be and why? Yeah, I would go to Belgium or uh, probably Munich. Uh, I know that's kind of cheating saying both of those, but- No, I um, say the same thing. So I'm like, I'll just, hop, <laughs> I'll just go to Belgium and then hop on a plane over to Germany yeah. and train or whatever. It's so cheap yeah. to travel with I mean, Europe. Once you get over to Europe, it's pretty easy to travel around. So I can imagine that you could do something similar. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I've definitely been to Europe before, but I've never gone on like a beer specific vacation. And so um, having the opportunity to go to kind of like the birthplace of where some of the just like, um, the best Belgian beers, but also um, Germany in particular, because I'm a huge lager head. Uh, mm. I love, love, love lagers. It's my favorite thing to drink. And so I would love to really, you know, I think the U.S. palates in the U.S. haven't really quite caught up to, um, you know, IPAs are definitely obviously dominating all the consumer trends right now. And lagers are still kind of more of an industry favorite. And so I'd love to go to Germany to a place where they're just, you know, cranking out some amazing, amazing beer. And I would just love to see some of the hop farms over there because mm. the ones in the Pacific Northwest are huge. And I just can't imagine what they look like in over in Germany. And just to see some different, you know, more German style hops. Uh, I think that'd be really yeah super, do super dope. And then obviously Belgium has something like the OG breweries over there. And I'm a big fan of like Lambic. So if you get a Lambic mm. or straight from the source would, ugh. Most yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's you know, not technically going to be a Lambic if you uh, don't get it outside of right. Belgium. So, I mean, there's lots of controversy around that definition, especially here in the States. But if you're from Belgium, you're definitely, it's definitely only, you can only be called a Lambic if it's from there. So. Exactly. And then if you could sit down and have a beer with anybody, who would it be and why? Oh my gosh. Is it someone that has to be in the industry or? No, just anybody. Be, Athlete, celebrity, author, politician. Um, oh man, that's I know. such a good question and such a tough one. I'm sure people get, yeah, definitely. I get text messages about an hour later time. from people and they're like, oh, I wanted this person. And I was like, 
<laughs> so they think of the person that they want an hour. Yeah, later. when they've actually had some time to think about. That's not the point of the exercise. Yeah. Um, so the first person that comes to mind, I've actually kind of been asked this question before, but a little bit reversed. Like if I were to host a talk show, who would I want to come mm-hmm. on my talk show? Um, and my first answer was Ellen DeGeneres. So I feel like that would be appropriate here. And I feel like she'd be a pretty cool person to have a beer with. But just because she's been a pioneer, um, I'm also a queer woman. Um, and so having someone as like a role model like Ellen who's been a pioneer for queer women on TV in such a right. predominantly um, visual industry, I think um, speaks volumes to, I could learn a lot from her about how I can do similar work for women in the craft beer industry. So, you know, I feel like in craft beer, a lot of the time we're behind the scenes, you know, whether right. we're brewing or owning a business or whatnot. And so having someone who's been predominantly in the spotlight for so long and broken down all these barriers for queer women, it'd just be great to pick her brain over a beer. And I feel like if you gave her a few beers, maybe some higher ABV ones, she'd tell some really funny stories. Oh, and she'd just get to dancing, too. I mean, that would be worth it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it would. All right, now I have like a rapid fire this or that kind of thing. So just first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, Six pack of 12 ounce cans or four pack of 16 ounce cans? Mm, Four pack of 16 ounce. Uh, Glass bottle or can? Can. Ale yeast or lager yeast? Lager yeast. Yeah, I figured you'd say that one. Crowler or growler? Ooh, Crowler. So the bar sit the table. Bar. New sure. England or West Coast IPA? Ooh, New England. Oh, you're on the West Coast though. I know, but I just moved out here. I moved oh, out okay. here six months ago, so maybe I'm not quite, you know, indoctrinated to the West Coast IPA yet. Stout reporter. Porter. Gosa or Berliner Weiss? Gosa. Uh, cider or seltzer? Cider. <laughs> I get ciders most of the time. Uh, peanut butter or coffee in your beer? Uh, peanut butter is one of my favorite foods, so, mm, but coffee is one of my favorite drinks. Ooh. <sighs> coffee. Oktoberfest or pumpkin beer? Oktoberfest. Yeah. Couch beer, deck beer? Deck beer. And then favorite beer glass style? Favorite beer glass style? I guess I'm going to have to go with, since we've been talking about it, I call it a tumbler. I don't know if there's a, That's a better word. I couldn't it, think of it, so, and I wasn't Stemless wine, yeah. Um, that would be my favorite. Tumbler, yeah. I need, definitely need to get one, but I'll, I guess I'll just wait to get the get the official Beers Without Beards one. Gotta do it, yeah. Well, Grace, thank you for uh, waking up, uh, I guess you're not waking up, but spending your early afternoon with us. We really appreciate it. Um, and then I guess I will, do you do, you do anything? Are you a part of anything visually through the thing, through the festival? Or are you just kind of behind the scenes running it? Oh yeah, I'll be hosting some panels and, and, and doing some, you know, you'll definitely see me on there for sure, making sure things transition smoothly between a lot of the workshops and things like that, so. Well, I will definitely promote the heck out of this festival with a lot of the women I know in the industry down here and in Kentucky. So thank you so much. And um, I definitely look forward to the festival and getting some of those beers and seeing what you, what you put together. I'm sure yeah, it'll be Kenzie, great. Thanks so much for having me. I love this podcast. I love the name. I know from Marzen. This is totally, totally rad. So I really had a great time uh, chatting with you. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Cheers. Bye.